Hello, my name's Stephen Morris and welcome to Songs in the Key Of, a podcast about songs. These might be old songs, new songs or middle-aged songs, anything that takes my fancy really. Sometimes these shows will be themed around an idea, a person, a genre or some other concept. Other times they will simply reflect my latest obsessions, my new favourite bands, those songs I can't get out of my head. So here goes. A few weeks ago, an idea popped into my head. Why not buy an album by Rialto? I suspect no one else has had a similar thought for a good long while. Rialto were, after all, one of those bands that would no doubt fit under the category coined by music journalist Andrew Harrison as Indie Landfill. They were an indie band from the wrong side of 1997, the year in which Britpop uh, popped. I'm not entirely sure where the urge to buy Rialto's eponymous debut came from. These things just do from time to time. And so, for the princely sum of something shy of four quid, the good folks at Amazon Marketplace happily sent me a used copy that may or may not have been gathering cobwebs in the attic of someone who used to work for TFI Friday. I was pleasantly surprised. The album opens with Monday Morning 519, which swaggers around with the air of a 1960s spy drama. It comes from the same musical landscape as Goldfrapp's Lovely Head, Ultrasound's Sentimental Song and The Pierce's Boring. You can imagine fur-coated spies chasing around each other in Red Square, femme fatales and scarred men stroking white cats all round. The lyrics are typical whingy indie kid stuff and I love it. A poor bloke who's fallen head over heels in love with a girl and gets completely and utterly paranoid that she's not interested. That she's better than him and she's having a much better time with someone. Much, much better in camp. Well, well obviously. It's Monday morning by and I'm still wondering where she's been. Cause every time I try to call, I just get the 90s, that's when I discovered music, and though I vaguely remember the song, it was nice to indulge in a bit of nostalgia for a bygone era while hearing something new to my ears at least, at the same time. If there's any other indie acts from that sort of time that you think need a second look, give me a tweet on at reviewage and I'll check them out. A week or so ago, I popped into Rochester's Oxfam for the first time since lockdown. After rattling through their immense collection of cast-off CDs, Gabriella Chilmi and Elton John much in evidence, I found what may be the geekiest album I could ever hope to own. It's called, quite simply, Electronic Music, and it doesn't disappoint. It's a compilation of some of the earliest recordings of electronic music, the kind of stuff being created while the BBC Radiophonic Workshop were creating the Doctor Who theme tune. Sure enough, a lot of the music on this 50-track compilation sounds like it wouldn't be amiss on Doctor Who or maybe Star Trek. The weird little whistles and plinks and plonks could easily accompany Captain Kirk as he navigates his way round giant blocks of grey polystyrene in search of his next female alien conquest. At other times, it sounds a little bit like a rehearsal of the Beatles' Revolution No. 9. 
all collages of whatever sound took the composer's hyperactive fancy. There's other stuff on there which is hewn from the same musical rock as the theme tune to Animal Magic or any number of Pathé newsreels, the only difference being that comical electronic noises are thrown in this time. Maybe Dean Elliott's I Didn't Know What Time It Was will make it into another episode of Songs in the Key Off. In the meantime, I'm going to leave you with Kid Belton's Song of the Second Moon, which seems to encapsulate the striving to actually create something resembling actual music from these new electronic creations. And I rather like it. Ireland and the Carnival first came to my attention when I reviewed a song of theirs called Springtime for an online music magazine called Shout for Music. I loved Springtime. It was a proper old folk song, in a way. It even starts with the line, As I stepped out one morning. All that's missing is the follow-up line of All in the Merry Month of May. But what made it not really a proper old folk song was the electronica in the background and the slight distortion in Ellen Cooper's nonchalant voice. Anyway, I digress. More recently, Ellen Cooper's been busy with a solo project celebrating his native Orkney with a series of albums. Prior to that, he'd been celebrating local landscapes with The Magnetic North, teaming up with Hannah Peel, whose very own back catalogue I would heartily recommend you devour, and Simon Tong, who was once in The Verve, played a brief role in Blur, and was also in a band called Ireland in the Carnival, which brings us back right to where we started. Springtime, that single I reviewed back in the day, came from Ireland in the Carnival's second album, Nightingale, but the highlight of the album comes four tracks in. I'm not really here. It starts all mysteriously and slowly, and then quickens its pace before swerving into this glorious lament and a wonderful daylight robbery of the lyrics to nobody knows the troubles I've seen. perfect marriage of intricate melody, harmony, instrumentation and lyrics. With songs like this I genuinely have difficulty understanding why more people don't know this song, why radio stations haven't been blasting it out for years on end. Music can be an absolute mystery to me sometimes. A few nights ago now I settled down for the Netflix documentary from 2015, What Happened Miss Simone? I fell in love with Nina Simone around about in 1999 with her version of Mr. Bojangles, found of all places on a compilation album put together by Joe Wiley. It was heartbreaking, tender and magical. Mr. Bojangles, that is. Utterly, utterly gorgeous. Soon afterwards, I got my hands on a best of, which, in retrospect, I feel I was slightly missold. The problem with Blue For You, the very best of Nina Simone, is that it sanitises much of what Nina Simone was actually about. 
Yes, the tender, heartbreaking ballads are beautiful and magical, and her covers of songs by the likes of the Beatles, Bob Dylan and Leonard Cohen do bring gorgeous new interpretations on what were even then gold standard classics. But, and it's a big but, you'll find very little on that album that represents her anger and her politics. Nina Simone was fiercely into civil rights. There's footage in the Netflix documentary where she's even seen urging people to kill for the cause. Her most famous civil rights related song is probably Mississippi Goddamn, an incendiary summary of her feelings in the light of black deaths at the hand of the Ku Klux Klan. And it's one of her songs from her involvement with the civil rights that appears on the compilation album, Ain't Got No, I Got Life, which bristles with energy as she rattles through all the things she hasn't got. Ain't got no mother, ain't got no culture, ain't got no friends, ain't got no schooling, ain't got no love, ain't got no name, ain't got no ticket, ain't got no token, ain't got no God. Stripped of its context and without listening too closely, and if you focus more on the main part of the song, it just sounds like a nice little tune about body parts, if you want to be completely reductive about it. And that assumption is only made more concrete when you remember how Ain't Got No, I've Got Life was used as the soundtrack for Muller Yoga adverts around a decade ago. That's what it got reduced to. The admin got hold of the song and stripped of it all of its sting, its bite, its blackness. And all that was left was the whiter shade of yoghurt. There's this fantastic compilation album you need to get your hands on. Sueno Libero, Volume 2, I'm hoping I pronounced that right, which describes itself as a trip through obscure jazz funk tracks from Italian Music Library. Few things are likely to make the pulse of a music obsessive quicken more than the word obscure. Oh no, these are not your ten a penny jazz funk tracks from the Italian Music Library, you know. The ones they're forever playing on Heart FM or while you do your weekly shop in Asda. Oh no, these are the obscure jazz funk tracks from the Italian Music Library. Alessandro Alessandroni's Dia Leondo isn't that funky a tune in all honesty, but it's got plenty of heart. There's the kind of piano ostinato you might expect the Vince Guaraldi trio to play under an episode of Charlie Brown, while wordless vocals provide a gorgeous Spartan melody. It's blissful.
There have been times I've listened to Steve Lamack getting all excited about his new favourite band on Six Music, and I've been left far from convinced. Lately though, and I mean in the last couple of years, I've been more drawn towards his excitement. Idols are an excellent band, even if I can only take them in much smaller doses than Mr Lamack can. And I love both Sports Team and Do Nothing, who seem to be cut from a very similar cloth indeed. Now you may call me a bit behind the times as their second album's just come out, but one of my songs in the key of this week is actually from Fontaine's DC's first album, Dogrel, and I'm plumping for The Boys in the Better Land. It's riotous and urgent and gritty and very, very real sounding. Back in the day, I remember getting very excited by the idea of the stereophonics celebrating the grubbiness of their hometown on their first album. This is as nothing compared to Fontaine's DC. Brian Chapman's thick drawl and the fast pace of the music around him makes you feel like you're in thick of a Dublin pub. It's followed by Dublin City Sky, which is the exact opposite of Boys in the Better Land in tempo. A lilting melody completely stripped back, but just as enticing and full of gorgeous life. You're not alive, boys, so you start kicking When the room is spinning and the words aren't sticking And the radio drama better run away model With a face like sin and a hand like a James Joyce novel Saying sister, sister, how I missed you, missed you Let's go wrist to wrist and take the skin off up a blister If you're a rock star, porn star, superstar, doesn't matter what you are, get yourself a good car, get out of here. Well, put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. I first came across Michael J. Sheehy on a boat on the River Severn, as you do. My favourite Gloucestershire band of all time, Ernest Cox, as they will forever be known, in my head at least, were launching a single on board a riverboat, and Michael J. Sheehy was, as I recall, below deck in a support capacity. He's got a gentle, if tortured soul, the sound of someone who's been there, done it, and just about survived by the skin of his teeth. His tweets posting videos of solo cover versions during lockdown have been particularly wonderful. Crawling Back to the Church is a heavy hangover of a tune, heavy on the blues with lyrics in desperate search for any kind of salvation. That banjo, that distorted guitar, those gospel backing vocals, you can practically smell the stench of stale whiskey on the tune. Park Street Mission House I was just a child They to kick it out of me When I was running wild well, I puked my guts up when I heard the gospel sound. So I lit a fire and I burned the church to the ground. Lord have mercy, I got blood on my hands. Now I'm calling back to church, strike up the band. You've got to love a bit of symphonic camp every now and then, haven't you? I first fell in love with the Pet Shop Boys thanks to their album Nightlife, 
which had a phenomenally camp tune on there by the name of New York City Boys. I absolutely loved it. At that time I was working in a dead-end job whose duties included filing physical folders in a dark, dark warehouse that most people had forgotten about. And if you asked me if I ever found myself dancing to that tune as I listened to it on my CD player, wandering around the aisles of the warehouse, well, I couldn't possibly comment. I've been a fan of the Pet Shop Boys ever since, and their cover of Somewhere from West Side Story is an example of them at their very best. There's an imaginative overload to it, bringing a combination of techno and the orchestral to a Broadway classic. There's humour in there and intelligence and bravado. And when Neil Tennant ends proceedings with a gasped, I feel pretty, oh so pretty, you get all the confirmation you need that he is, indeed, some kind of musical genius. My hand and where day I put my phone on shuffle and up popped Tony Bastable versus John Noakes by The Dentists. Now, for the uninitiated, The Dentists were a marvellous band from Medway. After all the initial excitement of the garage band rawness of the Milkshakes and the Prisoners, a second wave of Medway bands came along in the form of The Dentists, The Claim and others. The Dentists were a particularly jangly phenomenon, the sort of thing you'd have heard on the NME's famous C86 compilation. Their first album, Some People Are On The Pitch, They Think It's All Over, It Is Now, boasted the single, Strawberries Are Growing In My Garden. But there are plenty of other really good tunes on there. In particular, my choice for this podcast, Tony Bastable vs John Noakes, which boasts a choice of lyrics you'd usually associate with Half Man Half Biscuit. Lines like, Crazy Paving, Lionel Blair, Are You Going to Scarborough Fair? There's a charming, wistful innocence to this song that you can't help but love in the midst of all its psychedelia. Let's finish off with something I've really enjoyed hearing again on the Six Music's playlist lately. Planning to Rock released a song last year called Beulah Loves Dancing, which had a quirky charm to it, but Jam Fam, I could listen to for hours. It's got a timelessness to it. It could have been recorded any time since the 1980s. Written for a Chanel fashion show, you can picture the models in your head as they strut down the runway, pose and then saunter back. It's a fairly simple bit of electronica really, but it does the job really well. Those breathy, reedy snippets of melody really hit the spot.
go. That's episode one done and or dusted. I hope you liked it. Give us a tweet on at Reviewage if you did. And don't forget to recommend any long-forgotten 90s indie acts for the benefit of the group. Until next time, have a marvellous few days and nights.